Welcome to WNCU, Mastering Your Money, where your personal and business finance meets your independence plan. I'm your host, Ed Fulbright, CPA, PFS. Many of us have heard stories of professional athletes having millions one day and going broke the next or going broke when they retire. Believe it or not, I saw a guy receive $6 million over several months and was almost broke by the beginning of the next uh, sports season. No drugs were involved, but it was spent on stuff they probably don't remember now or wish they could have it all over to do it all over again. Joining us for our discussion on playing to win is Jonathan R. Scott, who is calling in from his Dallas office, a 10-year veteran of the National Football League as an offensive tackle. Scott was one a member of the 2005 National Champion Texas Longhorns football team. Uh, his life off the field has been a success as his time on the field with experience in real estate, finance, education, coaching, executive leadership, and the music industry. He recently became co-owner of a private equity group. He is the co-author of The Winning Playbook. Welcome to Mastering Your Money, Jonathan Scott. Hey, I appreciate you having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm glad to have you. Uh, it sounds like you've been having a most uh, interesting life uh, with your football experiences, and now that you're out of football, uh, mm-hmm. you, your new book um, that is entitled The Winning Playbook, Strategies for Life on and Off the Field. Is this the book? you wish someone wrote before you got into the NFL? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's just that. It's a playbook. And, you know, it's kind of hard to be able to 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 understand the offense or understand, understand you know, what it is or what it takes. Sure. Unless you got a playbook. So, yes. Uh, it's definitely something that, Hey, I wish I would have known prior to, but, you know, that's the purpose, you know, yep. help, help, help the next person. Yep, help the next person and make sure people are living their life the way they need to. And, uh, you know, when people, when you're first-round draft choice, you get paid the really big money. And mm. you were getting, a, you were, what, in the third round or fourth round? Uh, I was actually I was in the fifth round. Fifth round, okay. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. you were making a nice paycheck as standards, but it wasn't in the millions when you initially got into the league. You were making right, right about three hundred thousand. Um, you mm-hmm. and your co-author lived your lives by the five F's: faith, family, finance, fitness and fun. So, which one comes first, and why? Uh, definitely faith. You okay. know, um, faith is something that 
you know, it's kind of like wind. You can't see it, but you know it exists because you see the trees move. So, um, you know, and that's something that you have to have internally that, you know, allows you to kind of go or fight or, you know, fight the storm, if you will, because there's always uh, challenges ahead. Yes. But just having that faith, that's going to allow you to be able to overcome those challenges. So I definitely have to say faith first. Okay. Well, faith faith makes a light, uh, makes a lot of sense. So, uh, did you always live your life this way? Uh, well, probably not. You know. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely say it, it, it. It's uh, it's been a growth. It's okay. Been a growth process for me. So I got you. Um, it's every day is you know trying to become a better version of myself. Yes. And that, uh, no, not, not out the gate. <laughs> not out the gate. Okay. Uh, was there a turning point that you decided to turn uh, to faith and your family and all of that? Because I know uh, from reading the book, it, it seemed to indicate your father was uh, had a pretty strong influence in your life. Absolutely, yeah. He, um, he, was, he was, to say... To say he he was present would be an understatement. So, okay. um, you know, um, you know, he's definitely very influential, as well as my mother. But um, you know, being that my dad played the sport as well, and um, and has always had tidbits of knowledge, um, and he's not here anymore. And, yes, you know, I just like to pay homage to him. I understand, and I, I, I can appreciate that very, very much because um, I know our fathers and our mothers play very important roles in our lives and have great effect on you, even though you may talk about one more than the other. But one thing, are Jonathan, are you married? Oh, I am not. Oh, you're I not. not. Okay. All right. Um you talk a lot about why is I, I want to understand why is the paycheck so important for people to understand? Yeah, it, it's real simple, right? You know, yeah. um, average American, yes. you know, they, they typically you know have a, a career that lasts you know decades, yes. you know, multiple decades, and you know the salary the salary that they make they make over the course of an entire year. Yes. And that, you know, that, that income over time uh, is something that's made, you know, consistently. Yes, well, yes. Well, with the internet, playing in professional sports, you make a large amount of money in yes. a very short amount of time. Yes. So, you, one, you only get paid 18 weeks out the year. And then two, um, and two, it's, you know, the average career is like three point two years. Yes. So in which you yeah, busted you make, that out you know, pretty good. You you got ten yeah. years. Yeah, because I mean, over the course of three years, yeah, you may have made fifteen million dollars. Yes. But you know, someone who's you know making a hundred thousand dollars a year, they make fifteen. They make fifteen million dollars. It just may over. take them a little bit longer. Longer, yeah. So. So you have to you have to understand the concept. Of it's not how much you make, 
but how much you keep. Yes. And so um, that's what the book kind of talks about. Yes, yes. That kind of does. Yeah, and, and that's, everybody lives under those criteria. It's about how much you keep of your paycheck versus how much you you spend. And so I guess savings should be a uh, pretty big idea of what you're doing. Um, what challenges was it for you to control who was around you? Because I know that can be a big challenge for people. Uh, your friends and the people around you can create challenges yeah. for you yeah i think the biggest challenges uh was you know understanding that you're the boss you know right you have the power to say yes and you have the power to say no yes and you know the challenge it was if you're a person that's you know charismatic or you know compassionate for you know fellow fellow friend or tend to want to say yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you you want to be the good guy, the winner. You want to be the good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have to learn to say no. Yes. And it's okay to say no. And, you know, you can't control, you can't control how someone else feels. Yes. Right? Right. You can only control what you can do. So that's probably the biggest challenge is learning and being comfortable yes. with saying no. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that I tell my clients that they should, if if they need to say, they want to say no, uh, they can always blame it on me. You can, I told them, in fact, you can tell them to call me, but you just tell me, you know, that they're calling so I know how to handle them. Uh, but I always want to give you, uh, you know, if you don't want to be the bad guy, that's fine. Just blame it all on me. I can take the heat. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, it's and it's kind of crazy is that um, you know the thing about it is shame, shame, shame. is the biggest okay. thing that, that that affects people. It's like you feeling shameful that you didn't do this. You're feeling shameful that you didn't give them money. Yeah. You're feeling shameful that you know people don't see you a certain way. But at the end of the day, you know, you just got to take control. It's like, what is your intentions? Are you are you about putting in good into the world? Yes. And if you're putting good into the world, you can't control what someone says about you. You have no control of that. Right, right, right. And, and that makes sense. Um, um, go ahead. No, no, I, I, uh, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, yeah. yeah. And people um, shouldn't... Um, well, I mean, you know, people are going to try to, everybody wants to take care of themselves, but you also have to realize that you need to take care of yourself and mm -hmm. you're able to make sure that they do not take advantage of you or maybe it's, maybe we shouldn't even use the word advantage, maybe they aren't able to fulfill their needs at your expense. Maybe that's the way we should say it. Yeah, I like I like the way you put it. And another <laughs> way I like to say it too. Yes. 
is that, you know, I've learned this over the years. I didn't know this at the moment, but, you know, when I was playing, but yeah. I, don't have a, I don't have a problem people using me. But what I do have a problem is people misusing me. Okay, and, explain that a little bit. Yeah, so my whole thing is is that when you meet a you know, just random person, yes. right, you're a networking event. Hey, I'm going to use your number to see if I can connect to, you know, further my business. What I'm not going to do is misuse someone and blow up their phone, um, you know, ask for a bunch of favors and, and, and you know, you know, charge up their business card. You know, yes, yes, that's yes. misusing people. Yeah, misusing. So yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, we're here. You know, like, and I think it's a lot has to do with the mentality or the perspective of how we perceive things, right? Yes, yes. Like right now, you know, I'm using you and you're using me. Yes. But not in a negative sense. Right. I'm using you to be able to pr- promote my book. Yep. Right? You um, using me to you- be able as content. To, yep. you know, get to our right? Yep, that's exactly. exactly right. And it's perfect. And it's perfectly fine yeah. to use each other. But I won't misuse you <laughs> and, you know, say slanderous things. Right. Or, or, or you know, so or, that's what I'm Or, or try to use my credit card, which then we would have a problem. <laughs> you kind yeah, of a big yeah. guy, but we would have to have some words about that, uh, yeah, Jonathan. Exactly. But uh, anyway, we've got to go to the break. And for those that's just joined us, the name of the program is Mastering Your Money. I'm Ed Fulbright, CPA, PFS. We've been discussing playing to win, and uh, we're with Jonathan Scott co-author of The Winning Playbook. You're listening to us on WNCU 90.7 FM. We'll be back in a few to discuss more tips for your independence plan. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is 90.7 WNCU Durham. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. 
For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is 90.7 FM WNCU. Welcome back to Mastering Your Money. I'm Ed Fulbright on WNCU 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Ed Fulbright, CPA PFS. We've been discussing Playing to Win with Jonathan Scott, author, co-author of The Winning Playbook. And in the first half, we talked about how uh, you have a lot of opportunities. You have to... Uh, juggle, he lives his life now by faith is the primary, but family and finances and fitness and fun are important. Uh, But he wants to make sure that people understand that your net paycheck is what you need to make sure you're focused on and you're making sure you're having adequate taxes uh, to pay your tax bill. So when you do your tax return around April or whenever you get around to it, you make sure you're in a refund position instead of owing money. Uh, that can be a, a great challenge, but also making sure you have the right people around you and you have people that you are working together with uh, like Jonathan gave the example of he's on our, my show. He's giving out great information. Uh, I'm giving him, uh, presenting him to the public. Uh, so we're in a mutual, uh, we're working synergy together. But he, some people may be about trying to use your reputation to further their career. And it, you may actually be costing them money. And that's not the right way to do it. Now, Jonathan, I want to make sure, what is the best advice you've ever received? Well, um, when it comes, when it pertains to being in a, a, um, a highly criticized and high-profile Occupation. Yes, <laughs> I think uh, the biggest thing that um, um, piece of advice that I got, no surprise, I got it from my father. Yes, and it was, he said, "Son, they don't love you; they just love what you do." Right. Yes. And so when he was saying that, he was saying that what he was really talking about, and I know my dad is. He, he can get pretty deep with his, with his, uh, his, um, his, his, his advice. Yes. And what he was saying is, is that don't fall into the drug of admiration, right? I got you. And what and what happens is, is that when people are loving you, oh, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. You're the best. Yes. Oh yeah, and you know and what happens is, it's a it's a high. It's a drug. Yes, and you know what happens is if you're not careful, you can lose yourself. Yes, and then the real part is that what's the worst feeling after you get after that drug is taken away and you can't get it anymore? 
you have withdrawals, yeah, right? That, so that, about, that can be a terrible situation. It can be, it can be terrible. Just imagine. Now you're not hot anymore. People are not talking about you, right? You know, or at least not talk. favorably. <laughs> exactly, right? And so, you know, I always had to realize is that I didn't drink the Kool Aid. Okay. Know? Yes, I, you know, yes, I definitely pay homage to all the accolades that I accomplished over the years, but that does not define me because football is is one facet of my life. Yes. It's not the complete thing. It's not the only thing. So, um, that was probably the best advice. You okay. know, they don't love yep. you. They That's just right. love what you do. Yep. And that probably was good to, um, he, uh, now you were a national champion. Uh, I think Mac Brown was your coach at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, being, uh, he's over at Carolina now, so uh, right. he, he's a pretty pretty big commodity. Uh, and uh, I know he wrote some uh, kind words for your book and all that good stuff. Yeah. You you talk yeah. a lot about why should you have a business mindset, and how does that help help you uh, in life? Yeah, so. I, uh, you know, and this, you know, it can definitely be biased, yes. but, you know, not to get too deep, but, you know, we're born, not to get too deep, but we're kind of born in commerce, right? Right. So well, everybody's I mean, trying to sell you something. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, let's just talk sports, right? Yes. Right. You know. There's a higher market, a higher value, the higher you go up in, you know, your status. And when I say status, I'm talking about high school, then college, then professional, right? You're in a market. You have a skill set. People purchase it. And they admire it. And what happens is it it generates revenue. Yes. And it, that you know, the revenue that's, it goes to pay back into the business and the business of sports or business of football. So if you are the commodity, why not treat yourself as the money-making machine that you are? Yes. Now, what happens is is that when you're when you're the the breadwinner, yes, right? Yes. You have to spend you have to expel energy, time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears in order to generate income. Yes. Right? Yes. Everybody if you have has a bis- Yeah, right? That's sweat equity. But if you start getting the business mindset, and kind of caveat, one thing that I've all, another piece of advice is, is that you want to incorporate yourself, right? So how do you do that? Because right now, most athletes, when they first get in, and normal people, yes, they have to get up, get in their car, drive to work, yes. spend their time. They're missing time from their kids, their wife, their family, because the, that individual is the breadwinner. Yes. Now, when you start underst- when people understand how money works, how commerce works, right? You want to go from being the breadwinner to making your money be the breadwinner. Yes. And then you live off the cream 
the, the cream, the interest yes. that you, you make. You generate. So guess what? Yes. So now what happens is you have more time with your family. Yes. You have more time for yourself. You get to travel. You get to see the world, whatever it is. Yes. You know, because you're not, you're not spending all of your sweat equity laboring for something else. Okay. So, so that uh, what you're trying to tell everybody, if they can get something else that can produce income for them, whether it be a business, uh, assuming they don't have to work in the business, or mm-hmm. if they can uh, get royalties from something, they they invent something. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, go and, ahead. And, and, and one, and this is just one. Yes, this is one of fifty different tools. Yes, one simple tool is, you know, if you want to think generationally, right? Yes. Get people, that's what I tell everybody. Get your family, get your kids, get get an index universal life policy, right? Okay. It's a simple IUL, save three, $400 a month, keep putting into that. About about time your kid gets to 18, 18 and they graduate, they'll yes. have money. They will have money. They'll pay for college, pay for their first first house, pay for their first car, then still have money saved over. And you can strategically, and I'm pretty sure you know, yes. is that, you know, and people can Google this, you know, cash, uh, cash value life policies. Right. Jim Harbaugh does it, did it, you yeah. know. Uh, 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 what's, what's the coach at uh, A&M? Um, uh, you talking about Jim, uh, Jimbo, uh, Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, right. Jimbo, Nick yeah. Saban, right? Yes. Um, at the end of the day, is that that's a simple one little tool yes. that your money will work for you. It's literally kind of like that that infomercial. Was that sit it and forget it? Yeah, like it's <laughs> one of those. That's just one tool. One tool. Um. That's just one tool, and that's all. That's what it's about. And then on top of that, it has so many different advantages, tax-free advantages, things yes. of that nature. So, yes, um, that's just one strategy. Yeah. So just having that mindset of knowing how to to uh, you know allow your money to be the breadwinner. Yep. Uh, it, it'll make your life so yeah. much easier. And if you can get your money to be your breadwinner instead of you working for your money. That can help you to do fantastic things in your life and with with your money. And so, um, very quickly, uh, well, actually, we're getting close to the roughly about the two minute mark. In closing, mm-hmm. what do you want our listeners to remember? It's all about growth. Okay, all right. It's all about growth. It's how you can use your how you can use that that thought in your in in your in your mind and manifest it into something even bigger. It's about thinking in abundance, not thinking in scarcity. Okay, and most people think in scarcity versus thinking in abundance. Absolutely. Okay, and I just wanted to clarify that for our listeners, so that. Um, we can get fantastic things to happen. I'd like to thank Jonathan Scott for his time and information. And for Jonathan, uh, you may, for more information on Jonathan, you may visit his website, which is your winning 
playbook.com. For our listeners, our discussion today can be summarized into four thoughts. One, take responsibility for where you are at the moment because your best thoughts have gotten you to where you are. Two, you must be willing to change to get different results in your life. Three, create a great vision for yourself and become persistent in your pursuit of this vision. Don't let the first roadblock stop your vision. Fourth and finally, create your own happiness. Life is too short to not live it being happy. Remember, your money and your life are terrible things to waste. I'd like to thank Willie Jolly for our theme music. Mastering Your Money is recorded in the studios of WMCU 90.7 FM. Listen to archive shows on WNCU.org. And for more information on Mastering Your Money, visit MasteringYourMoney.com to turbocharge your drive on the Financial Freedom Highway. Thank you for tuning in and join us next time.